Hey guys, it's Sai. A couple of quick announcements before the show starts today. First, we finally have merch. I know we promised you guys new shirts like six months ago, but we finally made it happen. And our merch store is launching next week, Monday. So you'll see new designs on our social media this week. We'll officially announce everything next Monday on the show, and the store will go live that same day. So t-shirt designs, coffee mugs, stickers, hoodies, the whole nine. We got some really cool, fun stuff. Thank you guys for being so patient. I know you guys have sent a lot of messages after we uh, promised you it a long time ago, but it's officially happening. So be ready for next week, Monday. Hey everybody, this is Chad. Thanks for uh, coming back, checking out the episode. Just wanted to remind you guys that my new album, Twelfth Night, is streaming exclusively on Pandora. It's kind of a cool thing. I explained some of the tracks and, and all that stuff, but you can only listen to it on Pandora. May I recommend you listen to it in order? It makes more sense. It's named Twelfth Night because it was the twelfth night in a calendar year I had done stand-up. So is it as tight as it once was? No, it is not. But still kind of a goofy, fun listen, so uh, check it out. Okay, let's start the show. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels, and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello, good morning. Whenever you're listening, I how am I supposed to know? You think I just stalk you outside your your house or your apartment? I don't even know where you live. How am I supposed to know when you're listening to this? It's ridiculous. So, hello, it's me, and guess who's across from me via the internet? It is Cyrus Amundsen. Hello, Chad. It's nice to return to here. It's nice to have you returned. So just, I think what we should do here mm-hmm. is I Play the will... song Return of the Mac for the whole episode. Nope. That's it? N- nope. Return will... of the Mac. What's the thing that he says in like, Return of the Mac once again? You know, Do you remember Return of the Mac? I remember Return of the Mac, but I don't remember caring about all the asides in Return between. Return of the Mac. Oh my God. That was it. Oh, he definitely says that. Definitely says, oh, my God. Wait, who, who, uh, sang, who sang Return of the Mac? It wasn't Mont- Montel Jordan. Montel Jordan was, this is how we do it, right? This is how we do it. Side note, I have no idea what Montel Jordan looks like. And the only human I think of when I think of the word Montel is obviously Montel Williams. Famous, we'll be right back. Famous trash journalist. <laughs> and so Absolutely. Anytime I hear that song, I just picture him singing it. Who sings Return of the Mac? Craig I David. I have no idea. Who sings Start at One? Brian McKnight. Guys, it's great to be back. What's going on? Oh, my God. Where is my mother? I miss her. <laughs> um, it's nice to have you back. What I think I'd like to do is yes, just... Yes, it is. I think that they have... Uh, <laughs> I think the, the audience has some questions, so maybe oh I'll my just God. Pre- I'm so pretend sorry. to be them. Oh, you're going to pretend and, to be them. Okay. And, and I'll you, be me. You, well, you can pretend to be you, okay. and, then, uh, and then we'll see how it goes. But what, uh, how are you? Uh, I am borderline okay. Uh, okay. I, think, I think when you have a disease, it's a lot like the Mac, and it may 
go away for a little bit, but it may return and you may be like, oh my God, long story short. I'm honestly, I'm going to change this song to Mac the Knife and slit your fucking throat. <laughs> Tell your story. I, uh, yeah, man, I think when you're sick, uh, things don't always go according to plan and things were going pretty decent. And then I got kicked real hard in the dick, uh, with an issue with a care provider and then with some of the symptoms going the wrong way. So, uh, I disappeared for a little while and I'm yeah. I'm trying to return, and I won't tell you how. Yeah, you did. Uh, or in what way? You did disappear, and I think, uh, again, being the crowd, I'll ask you, well, where in the fuck have you been? So without... Uh, I have been going to... So I didn't know that I had this disease, you know? We just thought I had... You and me, when I say we, you know, we just thought I had a shitty spine right for i, I thought know. you had long haul covid yeah you well yeah from five years ago i was the first I guy long haul covid i was the guy who started it so yeah. uh you know we just thought i had a shitty spine so i just kept getting worse and worse and worse and worse and i'd been in all this physical therapy and finally as i got the diagnosis and the medication started working a little bit i was working and have been for a couple years with this really incredible physical therapist because all, mm -hmm. all physical therapy isn't the same, you know, some physical therapists. Now, I, I'd like to jump in here and tell you, I have found that to be completely opposite because I've gone to physical therapy for my brand new hip and I've gone to physical therapy for my shoulder and they gave me the same exercises. And I was like, well, how long did you guys go to school? You know, four, four exercises and you're giving it me for every part of my fucking body. I was doing a weird for my shoulder was doing a, a bridge, a hip bridge, where you push your ass into the air for my shoulder. Totally. So I don't think, I mean, maybe this is just Fergus physical therapy, FPT we call it, <laughs> but maybe you've, maybe you've had a different experience. You actually just made me making my point so much easier. That's what all, like 95% of physical therapy is. It's just like, here are the 10 exercises and they're all geared towards pretty common injuries. And then there okay. are people who have chronic issues and, and things are more difficult. And there's, you know, there's a manual physical therapy where they, you know, whether it's through muscle work or joint mobilization or manipulation, they physically mm -hmm. with their hands work to put you in the right position and then try to get you to strengthen to stay in that position. Okay. So there's not a lot of people who do that. There's, in my opinion, not a lot of people who do that really well. There is one of those guys in Minneapolis. I've been searching for him forever. One, you remember when I started this, we started this podcast, I was in Ohio. Yep. It's because I was seeing one of like the world-class dudes down here who was helping me right. with that. Right. Uh, and he's a friend of mine. And then one popped up in Minnesota. That's who I've been working with. The search is over. You were right here all along. I don't think those are the words, but. So, um. I had been going to a guy and we finally got this diagnosis. Things had been getting better the last few months. And then uh, due to unforeseen circumstances, uh, that care was no longer an option with that specific provider. Okay. And I was cast out into the world of nothingness 
And with no options, my wife and I uh, came back down to Cincinnati. So we're closer to her family. And I'm okay, seeing that's good. a specialist down here who's a fucking beast. That's great. Yeah. That's great. And I'm, I'm glad uh, I'm glad to have you back. And what um, Cincinnati, a little different from Minneapolis. But I do know that you have, you have friends there. Uh, have you used the support group? down there at all if you let people know you're there keepers if i this could be the whole podcast but the amount of people who because dude we just up and like fucking went jenna and i did we're like we gotta go we up and went and that is not an easy thing and so the people who have been helpful josh sneed was helpful uh alex schubert ran Mm -hmm. barnclo uh tanner i can't imagine he's been helpful but just there for a quick, a quick quip. <laughs> uh, Mikey Kurtz, obviously. Yeah, it's been Tabari uh, McCoy has been helpful. Uh, you know, this place is filled with some of the, in the comedy world, some of the greatest people on earth. The opposite and some might, of the worst. The opposite people might be true of the humans because we've been in and out of, we're now in our place that we're staying, right? We're, okay. we're in a long-term, short-term situation. But the first four weeks, three, four weeks, we were in and out of different Airbnbs, which fucking super easy, Chad. No stress involved in that at all. Sure. Um, let me give you my three highlights. Okay. One, we stayed in this house out in a place called Goshen, Ohio. Goshen? Goshen or Goshen. I, well, here's the thing. Okay. It's in Ohio, so it's got to be Goshen. I looked at it and I was like, Goshen, but there's nowhere like, you must live out in Goshen out there. Why do you call it that? Well, it's so much fields. It's like a green ocean. Welcome to Goshen. So <laughs> I, we're in this place in Goshen, and I'm, I walk outside, and I'm just standing on my driveway, and it is like the temperature is, you know, fuck me in the butt with a hot tamale. It is so hot down here. <laughs> it is crazy. And so I walk out... I I did not know. I've heard colder than a witch's tit, but I did not know on the other side of the uh, heat index there was that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, there are other temperatures that are worse than that, but that's that's where it was in Green Ocean. And so I was. I walked out on the driveway without my shirt on, and yeah, uh, no shoes. So I'm mm-hmm. giving off, you know, my true vibe. And yeah. all of a sudden, I just hear. Oh, it wasn't like a hey or a hello. It was just this like, ha, it was. was It's just like, I'm going to push air out of my body and see what noise my vocal cords make. Yeah, he he recognized another human was like, it was really (laughs) weird. I turn and this guy comes walking over and he looks like a southern garage sale, right? (laughs) And he gets says the guy and his driveway with no shirt and no shoes. So that should tell you what this guy looked like. Yeah. Yeah. He's really turned it up. I get it. So uh, he walks over and introduces himself. He's like, you you uh, you renting here for a while? I was like, well, definitely not a while, Um, but we're here for a couple days. And he goes, all right. All right. Well, let me give you a scoop. Let me scoop the nabe for you. That's what he said. Scoop the nabe. And he's not a teenager. Or into like cool slang. That's just, he just said scoop the name. And then he just I want you to get better, but I but part of me, the funny part, 
wants you to have to live there for the rest of your life. <laughs> so he just starts pointing at houses, right? And in, <laughs> in the, like, without missing a beat in this unbelievable rhythm, he just, so he starts, I'm, his house is to the left of me. I'm to the right. We're at the end of a cul-de-sac, right? Okay. So to my right, around the cul-de-sac, there are three houses. And then there's an empty lot. And then there's three more houses. And then there's houses on our side of the street. But there's so okay. three houses, empty lot, three more houses, right? Mm -hmm. So he goes, he points at the first house and he goes, dickheads, dickheads, <laughs> that is this guy right here, don't know him, just moved in. His wife's tits are enormous. Dickheads. And down on the end, that's Crash Randicoot. And I was like, okay. And he goes, we call him that because he looks like a cartoon fox and keeps running his truck into shit. <laughs> but just the rhythm of how he's like, dickhead, dickhead, Huge tits, dickhead, crash randicoot. <laughs> like, well, that's the fucking best thing I've ever heard. Oh, H. That's how, That's exactly what I think when I hear those descriptions. And you just yell, oh, H, and he starts freaking out. Ow! <laughs> Blur. And then my name is Blur. Uh, and then we also, we went and stayed in town because... We came down here right when there was this huge tennis tournament. And because of COVID, all the fucking rentals are screwed up anyways. So, you know, we could barely find a rental. So we're going wherever we can go. Right. And so we wound up in this place called Springsboro, Ohio. Springsboro. And uh, <laughs> it's... it seems Hey, you got one of them fancy uh, Tempur-Pedic mattresses? What's in there? Springsboro. Springsboro. So... Hey, hey, real quick. You remember them them uh, Nickelodeon moon shoes from when you was a kid? What's inside them's again? So we're out in Springboro. Spring, we're out in Springboro. And I almost, Jenna's been so supportive and wonderful during this, but I almost lost hold her. Hold on, hold on. How yeah, in the hell do you get a pen that ain't got no pen on the outside to come out when you click the top and it just stays there? Spring, bro. This is how, here's the thing. You understand that this is like how most of Bill Engvall's material comes to fruition, right? I thought you were going to say, you realize this is how podcasts come to an end because people stop listening, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but Springs, bro, it was really weird. It was like pretty rural, but like really kind of richy rural, you know? Okay, sure. Um, and then you go into their downtown area and it, it looked like a, a Hollywood set. It was like all like the town from basically it looked like the town from like a teen drama about football. <laughs> and so yeah. we were there for three days. And for three days, I just did the narrator voice for one of those shows where Jen and I would have to go somewhere and we'd drive through town and I'd go. There's only two things in Springsboro, Ohio, that people are passionate about. Miss Rita's peach pie and high school football. And <laughs> by the time our three days were up, she was like, she was at a fucking breaking point. With, but I'd written nearly the entire first season of Springboro High. Let me ask you how many Spoiler times... Spoiler alert, the running back's yeah. dad 
beats his mom in episode five, and it is a real PSA moment for the show where we really, not only do we see our characters overcome something, mm-hmm. but we take a large stand on a societal issue and just say something in general. This Wednesday, on a very special episode of Springs High. Yeah, you ain't going, coach. You don't know shit about, I don't care how long you've been here, coach. I'm Jimmy Riggins. I'm the best fucking quarterback this high school has ever seen. <laughs> I let love me, that you let me, switched. Let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something, son. I know you because I was Jimmy Riggins before you were Jimmy Riggins. I don't know why I turned into a cop theme song there. I think it should have been it should have been something something different. I think if I could get Luke Bryan to play one of the dads, that would be a big win for that audience. I see if this shows on Netflix and it uh, pops up still watching, a lot of people are going to click no. No, I think they'll love it. Okay. <laughs> The way you looked at me right there is all I've been longing for since you've been gone. Uh, Just this look of fuck you. The only other thing that happened was when we moved into our permanent house, I was using my grabber claw, you know, the claw on a stick. Yep. I was using that to get dressed in the living room because Jenna was on a walk and some guy came by to clean the gutters on this house and like just saw me and we just really looked at each other for a sec like there was no like pretend you didn't see me it was well we sure saw each other here but that's it that's those are that's the highlights i guess he'll be telling the rest of the crew he saw a grown man using a stick claw to get dressed there's only two things that people in springboro ohio care about it's seeing the disabled guy on the corner's penis while he tries to get dressed with a stick and high school football. <laughs> I just picture you following that guy to a Taco Bell and walking in and being like, listen, I have a disease. <laughs> He's like, clearly. It's called whatever <laughs> is the opposite of elephantitis. <laughs> we, sir, we keep the AC on a very low number because I do not like the butt fucked with a hot tamale temperatures you have here in Ohio. And my, my to be honest, my penis hasn't gotten used to the move yet. I don't think. <laughs> it's still it's still feeling it out a little. Yeah. Bit. Oh, it's definitely feeling it out. Hey, I almost got a disease. Can I tell you about it? Yeah. Okay. I would love that. I was in a Walgreens. I was walking into a Walgreens, and there's two little girls in the entryway, like a where bell ringers stand during Christmas. They're just okay. standing in the entryway, and I have to, I have to go around them. They're in the way. Okay. And so I go in, and when I do, this guy goes, Chad, and I don't know if you've ever seen someone that you haven't seen in like 30 years they were a child the last time you saw them okay and so it takes you just a second you almost have to do this weird uh you know face app thing in your head to make them older to figure out who it is your brain has to turn into like a police sketch artist who can age someone up 30 years like this is what missing tony looks like now yeah 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 so i go i go oh hey man can't place his name 
But I, I do know who he is because I can just tell. He looks just like an older version of his little kidness. Okay. And so I'm like, hey, man, what's going on? It's been forever. And he goes, yeah, remember me? My grandparents lived on the corner where you grew up. And I go, no, 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 I totally remember you. Absolutely. I, I told him his grandparents' names, all this stuff. And he's like, yeah, yeah, how you been? So he's talking to me, comes in, gives me the, the high five, pull in for the hug, shoulder bump. Love it. Yep. Gives me that. And then so I go, yeah, I just got to quick grab some stuff. Uh, you know, it's my son's birthday, bringing some stuff out. We're going to celebrate. And so I walk around and I get my stuff. And then he ends up behind me in line again. Oh, first, let me say this. After he gives me the shoulder bump, he goes, oh, man, you got to be my kids. And they're the two little girls in the entryway. So now he calls them in and he's like, hey, guys, this is blah, blah, blah. Give him a hug. So these two strange girls hug me. Sure. And then I walk around, collect everything. I'm back in line. This guy's behind me in line and he has a hairdryer. And I go, oh, cool. Is it like a spa night at your place or something? And he goes, uh, no, no, my, my kids have lice. Whoa, no, the ones that hugged you? Yeah, yeah. And I go, well, I, then, then I break it down to, well, what the fuck, man? I go, you can have lice on your body and you pulled me in for a shoulder bump. Not to mention you told your daughters to, to hug, hug me. me. No. And there's everyone that comes in here has to pass them. Lice jumps. I was so taken aback. And I told him all this. I go, I go, you get that, right? And he just, he smirked and goes, yeah, that's what he did to me. Oh. As if, as what, if he was like, with him as a kid, dude, if it was, it was like, if I have to deal with lice, all you motherfuckers are dealing with lice. So now I walk out to my car and I'm totally, I'm shaking my hair. Mm -hmm. I've thrown my hat. Yeah. I'm just brushing every inch of my body. It is so gross. Sometimes when I'm camping and I, I slap like a mosquito and it's dead, I feel like there's mosquitoes around me of for the course. rest of the night. Yeah. This lice thing had me rocked for two days. I didn't want to sleep. I didn't want to sleep on my actual good pillows. It was horrible. Uh, so I have questions. Yeah. So you, but you didn't get lice. I never got lice, but I, I just think that's pretty irresponsible. That is, and I don't want to, because this is somebody you know, but that's like one of, even though it's not immensely detrimental to something, like it's not a, you know, a, a fatal risk or anything, that's kind of one of the worst human qualities I've heard in a really long time. That's, yeah, I mean, I, I know you're not going to die from it, but you have to burn your shit. It's super annoying. You have to shave heads. You think I'm going to shave this beautiful? Oh, no, you can't. Absolutely. You would look I'd rather like live Derek with Chauvin. I would rather. I'd, I'd look like Derek Chauvin. And you're like, Derek, fuck. How good is the prison food? You'd look, yeah, put you, on some weight. If you shave your head and I shave my head, we would both look like we're going to like a, a, uh, like a casting call for a shitty Derek Chauvin like <laughs> like not even movie youtube series we'd we'd have to be the before and after yeah 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 we're, we're, after we're, he got his own personal chef yeah we're if we're if derek chauvin got to use blue plate <laughs> from thin blue line to blue plate 
Is that is that what they call it? Thin the thin blue line. I think so. I, yeah, I don't know. I, so I'm, I'm, there's no way I'm shaving my head. I would have to move out, and I would just have to camp mm-hmm. until the lice found there was nothing else to no other food source. That's really fucking shitty. And I, have you ever heard about the? I don't know if this applies, but the the shop they call it the shopping cart test. Yes. Where you know you tell how you know you bring your shopping cart out to a car. And you put your stuff in the car and the return is quite a ways away from your car. And you can tell if somebody's a good person or not based on whether or not they, and maybe not good person, maybe that's a little strong, but whether or not they're actually genuinely a positive part of society and yes, care. That's a, that's a great way to word it. Yeah. And care about other people is what, and I, I, dude, I think there's a lot of people who just fucking slide their shopping cart into the abyss, think, fuck it. A guy who makes $11 an hour is going to clean this up, and they take off. And that yeah. guy that in that Walgreens, that guy takes the shopping cart, covers it in lice, and pushes it into a store full of people. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. I mean, I've never, I've never wished. I mean, this is, he pushed me into a situation where I wished I'd had scabies. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's a weird place to push someone mentally. Where I remember leaving going, oh, fuck, I wish I had scabies. I would have hugged those girls two more times and I would have really brought him in. I would have let go of his hand during the high five and full on hugged him. Maybe unbutton my shirt, rub, really get a rub on him. Dude, I'm, I might be, I'm not saying I'm near my breaking point, but I'm, 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 I'm not on the right side of the hill right now. I'm not on the side of the hill that I want to be. And I, people have been listening to this podcast for two years, and I love how you're still like, hey, my name's Sai. It's like, yeah, we know that. We've been listening. So I've, I've thought, like, if all of a sudden this becomes like some imminent thing where it's like, hey, man, you're never going to get better. The drugs aren't going to work. You know, you're not, now you live in fucking Goshen, Ohio. Like, you say, you ain't never going to get better. I think what I do is I go to the Caribbean for two months slowly watch my entire body turn to cement by the beautiful blue water and then jenna floats me out into the ocean that's always been the plan but i am also willing to just contract skin diseases and pass them to that guy like bring me up to fergus i'll i'll get fuck i'll get a bunch of ringworm i'll just get a bunch of ringworm and rub it all over that guy's house yeah i'm into that Thank you. Thank you. You know what? You're a good friend. Yeah, no problem. What is there? There's scabies. There's ringworm. Yep. Shingles. I don't know that that's passable. I think shingles is chicken pox. It is. Yeah, it's like the, the end version of it after it sits in your body for a long time. There's leprosy, right? That's one. Oh, my God. I'd actually love if you became a leper. I'd love if you got to go to one of these Caribbean leper communities. Do they still have those? No clue. Okay. But I'd love if you got to go to that. I don't know much about leprosy, but can't like, doesn't your skin like almost fall off your body? I thought it was body parts, but I, I guess I don't know. Uh, do the only that, leprosy I've ever heard of is uh, in Sunday school when you, when you like weren't being good. I think House probably had to have cured some leprosy at some point, Mr. Dr. House. But first, but first he had a bunch of different things he wanted to try. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cause, and they, they, they didn't work. Um, the uh yeah leprosy i think leprosy's not i I bet there's still leprosy somewhere in the world like as americans 
Here's the part where somebody turns us off. Well, here they go, getting political again. <laughs> Sometimes we talk about shit. We're like, leprosy, that was like during the Bible. And they're like, actually, in uh, southern Singapore right now, there's like 9,000 people with leprosy. So there, I don't know if that's true or not, but there, there's, there might still be leprosy. There has to still be leprosy. There has be to still be somewhere. leprosy. There has to be. And pretty soon it's going to be at that lice guy's house. Oh, man, I can't wait for that. That's going to be my first TikTok that I post. Uh, I got I got lice when I was younger, and I got lice. And what like, what did they have to do? So much lice. So when we, it was really interesting. So when my parents, we lived out on a, a dog farm, as has been discussed before. <laughs> so you sure they weren't fleas? No, see, we got it post dog farm. So okay, I just, gotcha. just want to set the table for you. So we we lived okay. on a dog farm, and then. My parents wanted to build a house in town near the people. And fortunately for, you know, the way people viewed me as a high school student, I don't think our new property was sanctioned for dog farm activities. It was too much in town. And so when they went to start building their house, somebody bought the dog farm. And here's a crazy piece of information. The family, their last name was Not. K-N-O-T-T. That was the family who bought my parents' dog farm. And Greg's wife, Lindsay, her last name is not K-N-O-T-T. And they are related. The people who bought our farmhouse were her aunt and uncle. And when Greg and she first started dating, we got my parents and family to very seriously pretend like we were related to them for a very short period of time. So, and Greg knew better, but Lindsay, Lindsay had to consider incest. Like there was a moment like, oh no, what have I done? We weren't able to yeah. keep it up for very long. Also, the Knott family owned the Dominoes in town. Okay. And my, I've been to that quite a bit. my stupid fucking dad, who I love a lot, but sometimes you got to tell people who they were in a specific Juicy moment. Juicy Brucey. He did not throw free permanent dominoes into the house deal. He Yeah, that's so dumb. So fucking stupid. How do, is the red hair leaking into your skull and poisoning you, Bruce? You, sell- you know what makes me furious? I've been to your place after a show and we were looking for pizzas and couldn't find any. So now I'm upset retroactively. The domino set was long gone by then. There's no okay. longer but but yeah, my dad, every week, he would order Domino's when it was his night to cook because my mom had to work late. <laughs> and he'd always get the bacon cheeseburger pizza. But he did it out of this sense of pride, like, I'm going to support their business. Well, dad, you sold them a house. You don't need like, right. we can only support these people so much. You know, you, I'm sure you gave them a deal because nobody in their right mind is going to pay full price for a dog farm. So <laughs> get it, get, get, get a fucking free pizza, man. And so, anyway, we had to move out of the dog farm, and it was still a period of time, like, I don't know if it was half a year, a year, it was a while before we move into new home. Okay. My grandma lived in town in a house, and her attic was like a small apartment. You know, like the sort of apartment where you would hide criminals. And so... My mom, my dad, my little brother and I, and 
my 16 or 17 year old sister Emily at that time all mm -hmm. moved in to this tiny little apartment and then while we were living there adopted my sister Sarah from El Salvador and when she came she came with the works like hey have you heard of uh, gross hair and skin stuff she's got it so we all yeah. got we all like and in that small house we all got the lice big time Oh my God, <laughs> that's a lot of shit going on. Listen, we're gonna sell the dog farm. There's too much space here. What we need to do is go into an attic apartment and then adopt someone with lice. So, and then also, I always think about how that must have looked because my, my dad and mom, they were in education. Mm -hmm. And Greg and Sarah and I all had to go to school and my sister Emily was in high school. So you know how some families, like the dad's got to be to work at 8 and the mom's got to be to work at 9, but the kids have to be to school. So there's a really staggered leave time. Yeah. If you lived anywhere close to there and you were looking out your window, there would be a moment where out of a tiny attic door and down some steps would come a family of six that was also like... <laughs> A red-haired guy with a mustache, his librarian-looking wife, a really adult child, two young boys who look like they're, you know, they're like Nazi wet dream because we were blonde and blue, and then an mm -hmm. El Salvadorian girl. People were like, what in the fuck <laughs> is this? <laughs> and then... The only other thing well, I remember just is, pointing it out like the little one must be making shoes for the rest of them <laughs> up in that small attic. I can't figure this out. You think they're trying to figure out something up there? What do you think they're trying to figure out up there? Uh, the <laughs> dude, the what, really? what if they what if someone's like, I think they're doing experiments to try to get the red hair out of the family tree. <laughs> Didn't work. Uh, <laughs> baby Ellen has the reddest of hairs. Yeah, so, no kidding. She's got uh, it both sides, though. I guess this is a thing in, in, like, older houses because there was only, up in the attic, there was only one small bathroom. Mm -hmm. In the basement of the house, there was, like, a big shower down there, almost like a YMCA-style shower, just a big okay. concrete shower. So that was the other thing that had to be fucking weird-looking is, like, once a day, an adult dad would just come walking downstairs in swim trunks with his two like his six and four year old son and they all funnel into a basement you know how many calls the police must have got about that like <laughs> i can't tell you exactly what's happening but it ain't good we, we, we got some uh perv swim lessons going on at 116 east beach Yes, hello, officer. You're going to have to get over here immediately. <laughs> I don't know. By the look of that drawstring, I cannot tell you how long them swim trunks are going to stay on. <laughs> so, yeah, I've had lice. It was a bummer. <laughs> have you ever... Ch I'm changing topics. Have you ever gone to a concert of a band you loved when you were younger? I mean, a musician I loved when I was younger. Yeah, not a band. Okay. Because I went to Guns N' Roses recently. And Guns N' Roses had their their 
debut album was Appetite for Destruction. Mm -hmm. That was one of the first albums I could ever listen to all the way through. And so I went to this concert in the Fargo Dome. And so I will tell you this. I did wear a mask. We're not going to talk about it other than I was ready to have it ripped off my face because I just pictured Axl Rose just going, look around and if there's any pussies with masks, I'll rip them off. What guns and fucking roses. So I was just Welcome waiting for that to, to happen. COVID jungle. My back. Because well, I was. My back hurts, What's so it? I can't, like, I want to project my voice <laughs> yeah. and do Axl Rose. And that was just, like, some weird, was that, like, a really sick Elmo that I just did? <laughs> wow, wow, sweet child of mine. La, 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 my back hurts. <laughs> so I, uh, I was ready to do exactly what you just did. I was ready to take shit for the mask, and I was ready to just go, you know where you are? You're in North Dakota, baby. You're going to die. So I was ready for it all. So I get in there. And here's the thing. Hand, handful of people with masks on. No one was noticing because of all the other dipshittery that was going on. Sure. People were buying shirts at the merch place outside and wearing them in. You don't do that. That's number one rule. Then... This place, I bet the median age was 46. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just a bunch of dudes yeah, yeah. that listened to Guns N' Roses in high school. Fuck. Imagine, you know, I always think about what's the worst place you could possibly be a woman. And there's, that's a big list. But Guns N' Roses concert during COVID in North Dakota, got to be on that list. Yeah. And I'll tell you this. Fuck it, that's that's like right it, above a Sturgis bathroom. <laughs> oh my god it's actually it's the worst place for a woman best place for a redhead so many axel lookalikes sure it was just incredible but my favorite person to see was a guy my age he had leather uh bracelets with sure. the, the metal studs yeah he had eyeliner he had a misfits t-shirt on and then you're like going down and down. He had the studded belt, the ripped jeans. And then you realized his wife was like, I don't care about all that stuff, but you're not wearing your fucking Doc Martens. You're a grown up. And so he had on his black wingtips. So it was like from the ankles up, he looked like he was ready to party. He looked like a guy that was like, I'm going to drink beer and somebody, until somebody has a problem with math and then I'll fucking get down to it. It was such a crazy look. He but was, we went in. That's a real, okay. that's a real the moment Miss Doubtfire gets caught situation. <laughs> but we had so he's much fun Miss, he's playing mr shoutfire that's not a good joke but it kind of <laughs> works we had an absolute blast i stood up during um you could tell when they were about to play welcome to the jungle because the two guitarists were having like a guitar challenge you know how they do sometimes yeah I and then the also it was game. like yeah it was like and the other guy would go and then all of a sudden in the guitar and i was like motherfucker i stood up people behind me were like hey you don't need to stand up i'm like you need to stand up welcome to the jungle starts place goes crazy i was having such a good little kid time until axel rose tried to whistle 
for the beginning of patience. <laughs> and it's like, hey guys, if you're in the studio and your lead singer needs 15 takes to do the whistle part, cut the whistle part because he's going to have to do it live. It was like he was just spitting onto the microphone. And so finally, he just holds the microphone out and the whole crowd starts to whistle as if to say, hey, bitch, look what we can do. It was pretty fascinating. But holy shit, did I have an absolute blast. And Axl Rose still has only one dance move where he holds the microphone stand parallel to the ground and then looks like a snake. Yeah, the snake's way. Standing on his tail. Yeah, snake's way. I mean, that, that was it. But I have never left a concert and listened to the music of the band I had just seen. And I was fucking wailing on Guns N' Roses all the way home. It was so much fun. I've always assumed if you're ever going to get randomly attacked at a gas station by, by like white trash, that's the move they do to let you know they're raring up to attack. <laughs> that snake's way. That's when you have to, you just hope you have a recorder in your back pocket that you can play hot cross buns to get them off you. Dude, what the most fascinating part of all that is like, I get it. I, I don't like standing. At, I'm not a fun person. But who goes to a Guns N' Roses concert is like, all right, come on. We're trying to enjoy the show. Sit down. You're like, you might be at the wrong show. You're at, I know you're old as shit, but you're at Guns N' Roses, man. There's going to be quite a bit of standing. Yeah, and, and they were, I will say, they were very cool about it afterwards. Sure, sure. Because, because he got up and he was like, holy shit, great call. And like grabbed my shoulders and was kind of shaking him like, that was now a great call. Now your shoulders call. have COVID, got it. I don't think so. They probably have lice. <laughs> oh, dude. Hey, if there's a if there's a world record holder for like buildings with lice, it's a Guns N' Roses concert in North Dakota. <laughs> they just have mega lice there, dude. I actually, I, when when Guns N' Roses plays at the Fargo Dome, they actually lift up the Fargo Dome and put wheels on it to make everybody feel at home. <laughs> I uh, I saw Kid Rock in concert once, mm-hmm. and that was uh, you know the guy is a very talented musician. Absolutely agree. He can play every instrument on stage. He's a phenomenal singer, but it's like if a raccoon can play basketball, it's still a fucking raccoon. You know, <laughs> at a certain point, you're like, this thing eats trash and isn't really helping society, it doesn't matter how good it is at dunking. <laughs> oh, man. First week back, and you just fired up 60%. Let's do it. <laughs> I love it. Hey, I got to tell you, yeah. it's great to have you back. I feel so great to be back. I, well, let me, can I say something before we leave? Uh-uh.
Turn on me 